Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the program. Lori Rubinson here with you. And not just hockey, but outdoor hockey. The stadium series and the rivalry between the Rangers and the Islanders rekindled finally um, after what feels like years, I guess because it was years. Um, an overtime game, the atmosphere, the ambiance, all of it fantastic. If you're a Rangers fan, definitely fantastic. If you're an Islanders fan, incredible atmosphere, but a, uh, a uh, devastating loss. 6-5 Rangers in overtime to talk about the game, the rivalry, the implications, and all of that. We bring in Andrew Gross from Newsday. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Lori, thanks so much for having me. Doing well? Just uh, finally, uh, you know, uh, uh, wrapping up this game. And uh, it was, uh, like you said, it was kind of... Both teams loved the atmosphere. Oh, man, you know, what a different result for the two teams. Two teams, I think, that this game showed are, are sort of going in different directions at this point in the season. Well, let's start off with what time did you get there today? What was the vibe, the atmosphere there at MetLife like for this? Um, you know, it, it was more than just like a game. It felt like a spectacle. Yeah, no, I, I pulled in probably just a little bit before 11 a.m. It was, uh, you know, supposed to, they said on the ticket 3 p.m. face-off for TV. It was going to be about 3.20. I wanted to sort of get in before most of the traffic got there. But I'll tell you what, I got there at 11, and there were a, there were a lot of people outside <laughs> tailgating and, and partying. And it really, you know, I covered the Jets for a couple of seasons. It really reminded me of going to Giants Stadium uh, for either a Jets or a Giants game. It was that kind of vibe in the parking lot beforehand. And then... You know, in terms of the um, the atmosphere during the game, I mean, it certainly felt like watching it that it was an incredible atmosphere, really loud, and and both fan bases going at it. It 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 sounded like seemed like more Ranger fans than Islander fans. What during the game? What was the atmosphere like? Yeah, no, uh, people were having a good time, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's any shock that. It was probably, you know, two-thirds Ranger fans. Mm-hmm. I think we were, we were approximating uh, the Newsday team there. Um, and and I, I think that's about right, you know, given that they're, you know, it was a game in Jersey. There are more Ranger fans in Jersey. Islander fans have to, you know, most of them or almost all of them are coming out from Long Island. So that made sense. But both, 
it was it was really loud in there, and it's sort of <laughs> hard to get a sense of that uh, as a sports writer. And I'm not whining because I was warm the whole day. But <laughs> you've been to the press box yeah, there, yeah. There windows. You're you're really hermetically sealed <laughs> off from whatever energy is in the building. Mm-hmm. So it was for me, it was a detached experience. But the players talked about how loud it was, and the Rangers certainly. You know, fed. They said they fed off of that energy, uh, especially in the third period as as they're trying to come back. Uh, they're down four one in the in the first period. The the Islanders are just playing a really solid game, but the the Rangers are just so good at coming back. They never panic, and the Islanders they they took a couple of really untimely, not smart penalties. And and the Rangers, Peter Laviolette, I thought really, really smart pulling yeah. Sturkin early. Uh, he gives himself, you know, first five on three skating, then a six on four. They score in a six on four, and then Scott Mayfield trips. Uh, you know, yeah. he's called for tripping, and right back on the six on four. And and the next thing you know, the Islanders are losing ten seconds into overtime. Uh, you know, just. From the perspective of the team I cover, what a devastating loss that uh, I, I don't know how they, they, they bounce back from this one. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, what do you want to say on a score, uh, you know, on a, on a scale of one to ten, like how brutal is this loss? And, and for people who maybe don't follow it as cl- closely, the everything from they were, you know, started the day five points back of a playoff spot, the season, you know, they have a new co- uh, coach in Patrick Waugh. They were, I felt like the the Islanders were in, you know, it's almost like, I, I think before this game, um, they were they were in this point where this game felt like it had a little bit of a tipping point. Like if it was a seesaw, it was sort of sitting there and it could swing either way. And if they had won this game in that atmosphere against this surging Rangers team that came in on you know hottest team in the league seven game win streak. They were you know this team that came in against the arch rivals. All of that they get a win and their goalie outplays you know uh, you know uh, Shesterkin like if it was like the battle of the Russian goalies and, and yeah. Islanders win that and all of this. It felt like that it could have been a positive momentum boost in one direction and instead. Just as you said, they're they're up four one. You're up three goals, and to lose ten seconds into overtime, you know, yeah. how how do you come back from that? Yeah, no, it, it's devastating, and you know the the NHL waters losses down like this down because the Islanders can come out and say, well, we played 55 minutes of good five-on-five game. There's a lot of stuff to build off of, and we got a point in overtime. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's sort of a, a false positive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it, it just, to me, it says this is a team that used to, and I'm I'm talking about you know under Barry Trotz mm-hmm. uh, when yep. they were four four years younger than they are now because mm-hmm. it's basically the same guys. Yep. This was a team that used to lock down games like this, and now intrinsically, I, I don't feel like they have that confidence that they can close games out. 
And you know the saying, you know, good teams find ways to win and bad teams find ways to lose. Well, the Islanders have now played 20 games that have gone past regulation, and that's the most in the NHL. And that's a lot of leads that they didn't hold. And they are just 6-14 and 14 in games gone past regulation. That's a, a ton of points that they've just allowed to walk out the door. And that's what I'm saying. You know, good teams find a way to win, and you know, not-so-good teams find ways to do this. Yeah, talking to Andrew Gross about uh, the stadium series, outdoor hockey, um, an incredible um, spectacle. You, you, um, well, what, what were some of the comments um, from Islanders players and from Patrick Waugh after the game? Yeah, Patrick, uh, he's trying to be positive. And again, you know, no matter, you know, he's been on the job now about a month. He's three, three and three with his new team. And, you know, but but nothing that really happens this season is going to stick to Patrick Waugh. Mm-hmm. This is about Lou Lamarillo. This is about the players. So Patrick, you know, like I said, it was a false positive. He was he spent the the, the four days since since their latest uh, their their previous overtime shootout loss two one to the Kraken on on Tuesday at UBS Arena. He put them through basically training camp part two. This week, it was every day on the ice. It was really intensive. It was a lot of fundamentals work. It was a lot of trying to instill what he wants the team to do as compared to breaking the old habits of how they played under Lane Lambert and Barry Trotz before them. Um, so he, he's the one who came out and said, you know, basically for 55 minutes, Five on five, we we did what we wanted to do, and they they were out shooting the Rangers thirty five to twenty right. after the second right. period, mm-hmm. and you know it's they they lead by two goals twice four two five three, and I just can't get past the fact that this is still a team, regardless of the system, that just you know they do. Un, they take untimely penalties. They've taken untimely penalties all season, and they just don't hold on to leads. Meanwhile, they, you can't do that against a Rangers team that, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but the Rangers, all they do is come back in games. You know, so the Islanders picked the wrong game to, to, to think they could, you know, milk a lead or give the other team opportunities instead of locking the game down. Yeah, off the top of my head, I think it might have been their 18th comeback win of the season, the Rangers, and they are now, I think, 7-1 in in overtime um, this season. So um, you're right. It's not the team you wanted to do that against. And so there's Patrick Waugh on one side. You you touched on this, but I, I do want to um, talk about it for a moment. Is <clears throat> Peter Laviolette, the Rangers coach, obviously, came into this game um, never having won in outdoor hockey, um, you know, and here were, um, you know, here he was playing for a Rangers team that hasn't lost in uh, in an outdoor yeah. game. And I thought that he, Laviolette, was such an important part of this game because the Rangers came out and they were sloppy and I thought the Islanders were, had more intensity and were playing yeah. more crisply. And, every, and, and Shesterkin, 
Um, I thought Igor was shaky, um, gave up, you know, at least one goal that I can think of where, you know, honestly, probably should have stopped that. And so, and was getting outplayed by, um, by, by Ilya Sorokin. And so everything from Laviolette, it was calling a timeout to kind of calm things down. It was, and then, as you said, the, uh, the, you know, two man advantage by pulling your goalie, that was surprising to me, but a good move to be that aggressive. You know, what did it tell you about Peter Laviolette and his sort of pulse on this Rangers team as they move forward? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah, it told me this is a coach with extreme confidence in his players, and that really that radiates. And, and players will play better knowing that the coaches trust them like that. And I thought it was a good timeout. You, you mentioned uh, Shesterkin. Yeah. I, I turned to my I turned to my colleague Colin Stevenson in the first period when it got to three one, and I said I really think scores about one one yeah. goal here from from coming out. <laughs> And, and 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 to Colin's credit, he yeah. said no. That 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 is not what Peter Laviolette does. He's only done that once, and that was to get Jonathan Quick some extra work because Quick was playing the next game. He, Colin was Colin was adamant that Igor was not going to be pulled, and I, I I too I think that goes back to to your question. This is this is a coach that really has developed a, a trust, a belief. In, in his players, and I think it goes both ways, and obviously the Rangers went into the All-Star break kind of, you know, scraping along and, you know, some question as to whether, you know, the, the Carolina Hurricanes could catch him for first place, and uh, Peter Laviolette was 100% correct that, that that All-Star weekend break, that All-Star break was was good for the team, and you know, they came, they've come back you know, refreshed, and I, I thought Laviolette coached a brilliant game. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's so comfortable in his own skin mm-hmm. because 
Yeah, he's coached so many teams. He's won a Stanley Cup. And I, you know, and I sort of thought this last year when he was in Washington and, you know, all the whispers were it was going to be his last year in Washington. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if Labby, you know, cares one way or another because I'm sure he's 100% sure he's getting another job and he's going to coach another team. So I, I just think that, that that confidence kind of. I think I just lost you. Oh, yeah, there you are. I lost you for a second, yeah. but you came back. Yeah, that confidence, yeah, radiance, and I think carries over to his team. Um, last one before I let you go is that um, I thought one of, obviously, a fun moment and side story that was a story still, though, of this game was that uh, the Rangers, you know, six foot seven, six foot eight. <laughs> um, rookie um, number seventy three, Matt uh, Matt Rempe, that that he was making his NHL debut, and and for those who didn't see it, um, talk about that debut. It was some. It was a debut to remember. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> at, at one point on the official score sheet, uh, Matt Rempe had zero seconds of time played. And five minutes in panel. So, <laughs> yeah, the, it came um, out. And, and so, for those who didn't see it, the two mats, it was, uh, you know, Rempe versus Matt Martin um, and, yeah. and dropping their gloves. Um, and yeah, as you said, um, the rookie had not even played a shift yet. And here he was walking out on the ice uh, for his first fight, dropping the gloves. And I don't know, it looked to me, I, I thought that unfortunately for Matt Martin, he looked a little worse for wear afterwards. Yeah, he had a he had a little bit of bump under his left eye. Uh, Maddie's been through worse, and yeah, you know, it, it's such you know, like you or I, if we get into a physical altercation, right, we're ticked off probably for the next twenty four hours. You know, it's just it's not something we do in our regular lives, right? Matt Martin, he recognized the situation. He knew that this kid was coming up. And this, you know, the reputation Matt Rempe has in the AHL is already as, you know, a, uh, a heavyweight, skilled fighter. Mm-hmm. And Matt, Mar- Matt Martin comes out. It was right after Brock Nelson tied the game at one. So Matt Martin finds himself on the ice uh, against Matt Rempe and, Martin just asked him if he wanted to go because he knew that's what Matt Rempe does. And, and, and Matt just gave him the opportunity to get it out of the way. Cause, and, you know, I, I was talking to Eddie Olchuk during the game, and he was saying what they tell rookies for your first game in the NHL, it doesn't matter what you do, just get on the score sheet, right? Mm-hmm. And Eddie said, a fight is on the score sheet. You're contributing to your team. And, and, and Matt Martin, who's been in over 100 NHL fights over his career, um, and, you know, Matt Martin's a big guy, but he was sort of semi-dwarfed by uh, Matt Rempe, who was just a Hulk. And, and Matt Martin, you know, it's, to me, it was a very generous. It really was. From a, it was a generous welcome to the NHL from a veteran yeah. to a rookie in his first game. Exactly. And, you know, there is that kind of brotherhood amongst players, mm-hmm. and especially guys who, you know, I'm not saying Matt Martin makes his living as a fighter, but it is a part of his job. 
and there is a brotherhood amongst players who 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 have to do that or who willingly do that. And this was a sort of a Matt Martin saying, "Hey, welcome to the NHL, kid." Yeah. By the way, uh, you mentioned if if it happened to you or if it happened to me. Um, to be clear, I would you know, look like in the um, fetal position if anybody ever, you know, took a swing at me. So um, I'm not that tough. I admit it. I'm I'm not really a fighter. There you no, go. No, no, no. Neither, neither are I. I mean, I, I, I can't recall the last time. I mean, it was probably in, in, in grade school. Yeah, for me. It would be, yeah, it would be, a, it would be elementary school, grade school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and, I, and I really didn't enjoy it back then. So. Yeah, no. Um, all right. Uh, meanwhile, I think Rangers fans enjoyed this one. Anybody who loves hockey enjoyed the whole weekend. It was a fantastic atmosphere, and no, nothing's better than, than outdoor hockey and the spectacle of it. For Islanders fans, though, uh, this one could have gone so differently. And, um, and now we'll see moving forward. Um, question marks for both teams as they look ahead and where they want to be going. Even if you're the Rangers, I think, you know, whether it's Shesterkin or the defense and the way they started, there's things to clean up there um, as well. But I think if you're the yeah. I- Islanders, um, some soul searching as you, as you look forward. Yeah, no, and, and look, if you want to, as an Islander fan, if you want to be optimistic here, right, you got three more cracks against the Rangers. you got a mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day, uh, you know, battle with them at the Garden, which is really, if you think about all that, that's going to be off the hook. Yep. St. Patty's, the Islanders, <laughs> Rangers, um, in the afternoon. And then you got two more games in April, and... Look, if the Islanders can right their ship and you still got the March 8th trade deadline and you know you know Lou Lamarillo's mindset, he never gives up on a season, does not believe in rebuilding, you know he's going for it this season, you know he feels like he's got to get his team to the playoffs. So if the, the Islanders can somehow sneak in, it would probably be, you know, maybe as a second wild card. And, uh, you know, there's a good chance or there's a chance that maybe, uh, they, they face the Rangers in the first round, and we have not seen that since 1994. So, you know, that to me would be, that's sort of like the Holy Grail. I, w- I would love to cover a Ranger Islander series. I think we'd all love that. I, I call it a hockey spring around these parts when we get a couple of the locals um, in the playoffs at the same time. Um, all right, the very last one, actually, um, I mean it this time <laughs> before I let you go, and that is this, is what was the... What was the NHL thinking from a scheduling standpoint that here we are on February 18th and the it's the first time all season yeah. that Islanders and Rangers, I think the the best rivalry in the NHL, and it's not happening until now? Isn't that like a big snafu? Yeah, no, I, I mean, honestly, and I, I, this is not hyperbole, I could do three hours with you on how screwed up I think the NHL scheduling is in, yeah. in terms of, you know, a, a metropolitan division teams only playing four times and sometimes only three times per year. The Islanders are only hosting the Rangers once at UBS because this had to be an Islanders home right. game because the Rangers, for tax reasons, can't play a home game outside mm. of the Garden. And, and, and this, to me, feels like an overcorrection from last season when they played only three times and they were done by Christmas. Right, it's so the opposite, win. stupidity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, I, I, I just I just think the NHL is not seeing 
the forest through the trees. You you have to promote these rivalries. You have to have them playing, you know, minimum six times a season. Yep. And I'm like, mathematics is my worst subject. So don't <laughs> ask me how it balances out. But you start there. You have these rivalry games, these divisional games, and you emphasize them. I I don't need to see the Seattle Kraken twice a season. I don't need to see the Arizona Coyotes twice a season. Season ticket holders don't need to see that. They want to see the Rangers in their own building. And yep. for, for Islander fans to only get one Ranger game in their building this year, is, is this season is a complete travesty. Yeah. All right. Well said. Uh, Andrew Gross from Newsday. Good stuff. Appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you soon. Laurie, great talking to you. Thanks so much for having me. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.